Today on the program, if I put these hands in my pockets, I'll get arrested for carrying concealed deadly weapons. It's Ernest Goes to Camp. Welcome to the Rewatch Party. I'm your host, Nick. Joining me today is the ballistic snapping turtle to my siege, Anthony. How are you doing? Good. Good. All right. Those are box turtles. I don't think they're snapping turtles. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> the way they were hanging off of everybody's earlobes and fingers, it seems that they were snapping turtles. Well, they were supposed to be snapping turtles. Everybody can be a snapping turtle if you want it enough. <laughs> if you push a turtle far enough, <laughs> it'll snap. <laughs> Oh, my God, like, uh, what was that fucking Michael Douglas movie where he snaps and goes around Los Angeles on a fucking tirade, falling uh, falling down or something? Yeah, I think, fall, when, yeah. When he snaps, now we're talking about turtles snapping, and I'm just, like, <laughs> banning their car into traffic and going on a murder spree across. Just wearing his white shirt and yeah. tie. And- <laughs> yeah, fucking Leonardo out there having a really bad day. I guess it'd probably be Raphael, let's be fair. Raphael would be the one that goes on. He was the moody one. Yeah, like, yeah, that's what he did in the first movie, actually. Yeah. Yeah, but everybody expects that, so it's not really yeah. like a surprise. So if it was going to be, it would be like Donat- like Donatello, somebody who's got his shit together, and then all of a sudden and then he, he snaps. Then he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, fuck, this means business. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, so anyway, uh, Ernest goes to camp. <laughs> That's what happened to the Ninja Turtles, is just Jim Varney just pushed him over the edge. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking... Made him attack turtles. Yeah, well... Uh, he really fucking fucked up with Michelangelo. All he wants to do is get all fucked up and eat pizza. Yeah, uh, not not a very aggressive person. Uh, well, no, I guess not. But well, I mean, if his buddies are going into fight, you know, he's like, sure, I got your your backs, guys. But really, all I want to do is surf and eat pizza and shit. And I think that we can all relate to that. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just trying to keep it cool, you know? Like he, like when he finally does snap it's really gonna be ugly yeah it's gonna be fucking well i don't know god i can't think of names fucking full metal jacket guy in the bathroom yeah uh, uh pile yeah that's it <laughs> d'onofrio yes vincent d'onofrio ends up being kingpin in that daredevil show interestingly enough what a quite a acting arc um but None of this has anything to do with Ernest or Jim Varney or Camps. Um, so this goes to camp from 1987, directed by John R. Cherry III, but it always shows up as just John Cherry, so I don't know why all the extra shit. Is that just to make his business card look cooler, I guess? Esquire. Esquire, yeah. <laughs> um, he is director of all things Ernest. We have him to thank for the entirety of this massive franchise. He he didn't do anything else, just Ernest. I, there were there were a couple of things recently um, since you know Varney's passed, and they're not doing Ernest anymore. But I think even then, I don't remember the titles of them, but they're still very Ernest like, kind of goofy slapstick, shenanigan type comedies. If it ain't broke, you know, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I think it broke when he went to Africa. That definitely broke it. I haven't seen Africa. I, so. I can't imagine it's good. Uh, I don't I mean I've heard about the rains down in Africa. Uh, yeah, I bless them, right? At least Toto does. I mean, no, I mean um, 
the type of humor that they would put into that, considering what they did with the Italian guy and the Native Americans in this movie. I don't imagine they would handle Africa very well. But, you know, we'll, we'll never find out because that I didn't make it that far in my Ernest collection, thankfully. So. I have a feeling that one day I'm just going to be wasted sitting on the couch and that's going to pop up in my queue and I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to watch Ernest Goes to Africa. <laughs> this is what I'm doing with my life now. Great. Um, so this is the first movie, but he was, there were like earnest commercials or like little shorts that would pop up on TV, maybe even a show. I thought that it was like a, a show where he did like the old lady, uh, character and all the things that he does in the movies. Yeah. I think he did like, I think regional commercials and yeah, I'm, I think there was a show, but I don't, I, yeah. I haven't seen it, but it came from somewhere. I think these were all characters that he did. Yeah. 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 And then it spawned into this and this one i think was a bit more legit than the rest of them i mean obviously it's cheesy and cartoony but uh i think they really ran with that more so in in the later ones but uh this was a this was the result of covid lockdown round one drunk night nick on amazon and i saw this earnest three pack for like five bucks and it seemed like a good idea at the time and now here we are Having to fucking talk about Ernest. It's always an adventure when I get drunk and have and all my animals on. <laughs> yeah. What's, what what did drunk Anthony buy sober mm-hmm. Anthony this time? I do like you can go into your orders and you can see. Like, oh fuck. That would ruin the surprise. Well, <laughs> I mean, it's too late. It's already ordered. You but uh yeah, it's just kind of nice to know. Like what 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 would I do this time? Well, when you just got the package sitting there and you're like, oh, who's this one for? <laughs> yeah. Probably me. My bad. Um, okay, so it we start with, it just says many years ago. It doesn't give us a time frame here. But we got uh, some, these Native Americans, and they have a dude tied up to this, not really a cross, but it's a, some wooden construction that kind of looks like the Red Hot Chili Pepper symbol. Yeah, it's kind of like an asterisk a little, that's uh, missing one isk. Yeah, I'm missing an isk. It's just an asterisk. But oh, the like the flayed man, and if you watched uh, uh, Game of Thrones, that's uh, kind of like like they got a dude like strung up like that. I don't know if you watched Game of Thrones. Uh, or not, I but. got like a season or so in. Yeah, it's further on than that. Didn't get that far into it, but uh, yeah, you're right. It's like it only has six things, six points instead of eight, like an asterisk. Does. But yeah, it's sort of a uh, spread out like Da Vinci's man. Yeah, and the dude's. Like, and yeah, he's hung I guess, up just like that. Yeah, and that's the way it is in Game of Thrones too. It's oh, okay. very earnest esque. Like they put them time to that, and then you know peel all this, their skin off. <laughs> oh, which happens in earnest. This too. is exactly what happens. Yeah, so they put them up there. Uh, you think they're just going to scalp them, but no, they full on like fillet of fish, but fillet of brave. <laughs> and uh, no, no, they just start fucking hucking knives at him. Though they do knives and tomahawks, and then shoot an arrow at him like. Yeah, and the guy's wearing this ridiculous mask, so yeah. it's, a, it's kind of a wonder that he even got close or didn't <laughs> murder him. Like, it, there's no way that guy could see him. <laughs> right? Uh, it's yeah, kind of impressive that he was in the right direction at all. Um, but all three things miss, and they didn't show the part where before that guy that was throwing the knives, they put the mask on him and then spun him around a bunch of times, <laughs> and then he started hucking shit at the at the other guy. He had to lean his head on a baseball bat and spin circles. <laughs> yeah, it was. That's and that's if you you guys that aren't aren't steeped in Native American history, that was an actual ritual. That, yeah. 
I, it was not. I'm sorry if that offended you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for an entire culture of people. Um, so yeah, everything misses, and that's it. You're just like, I'm pretty sure I brought my kids to a earnest movie. Why are they fucking hucking knives at this dude? <laughs> like what? It's a pretty dark uh, intro, and then we cut to modern. I guess air quote modern day, 1987 modern day. Um, and oh, this this is an 80s movie for fucking sure. Absolutely, and I mean, after 80. I watched the movie, yeah, me and my brother were out with the lawn darts, hucking them at each other, yeah. seeing how brave we were. <laughs> Wearing your fucking see-through half shirts and <laughs> the stupid like bright-colored sunglasses, just everything needed to be. Clashing and bright colored and terrible. Exactly what I'm wearing today. Yes, exactly. Well, I mean, we got to fit the movie that we're discussing, so it's it's important that we dress the part too. So much hairy belly coming out of this <laughs> half shirt yeah. right now. <laughs> uh, apparently, yeah, these are more of a, a privilege, not a right type of <laughs> garment because <laughs> uh, it's not fitting me so hot. Um, so Ernest is working on a sign for Camp Kikiki, uh, Camp with a K also. So uh, I guess there's only two K's here, but still, that's uh, well. There's a K in the middle of Kikiki. Well, Kikiki's got three, three K's, K's in it, so there's oh. four all together. So they're like, we had to overshoot it by one just to make sure we didn't hit that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, or just you know use a C. It's a K K K K. There's yeah, one third more racism. <laughs> Ku Klux Klan kids. <laughs> <laughs> there's this. Oh, good. Well, here no, we are. Here we are already. We already got past the credits, <laughs> and we're already there. Um, okay, so he's uh, like a handyman, which I think is kind of every single Ernest movie. He has some uh, what what we look at as like shitty jobs, right? Yeah, he's surprisingly, always, always a janitor or a handyman or something like. Who else is going to go around and fix your signs and unclog your toilet? You piece of shit. It, and honestly, you should be impressed that he got there because if you've paid any attention to any of the movies, he's not good at any of the jobs that he's doing. Or any, yeah, anything at all he tries to do. So the fact that he somehow is always employed is nothing short of impressive. Um, but he's uh, was he he's talking to us, of course, because Ernest likes to talk to the the viewers, breaking that break that fourth wall. And he's talking about safety first, and he has this little rope on him, and, <laughs> and hopping, hop, walking the ladder down along the the sign. So obviously, never, ever walk your ladder. That's a terrible idea. And then as he starts to fall, you see the rope. The other end of it, it looks frayed. So I don't know if I got cut or it broke. It's frayed somehow, or he maybe just never even tied the fucking thing. I guess I took it to not tying it, but yeah, when you talk about fraying it, maybe it got cut. Maybe it was, maybe it was good rigging, and then somebody <laughs> and then he stepped it on, or like got on it with the ladder and fucking tore. I don't know, homicide attempt, perhaps. <laughs> it could have been one of these fucking KKK kids <laughs> running by. <laughs> I got it out for Ernest, but either way, he falls, of course. And uh, so then he's in his little like not not a golf cart I guess but just some little motorized cart that he uses to cruise around the camp, and he goes up to like the bathrooms and he he's trying to get it to turn off and it doesn't turn off and that's a whole earnest gag and he has to wrestle the plunger out of the seat and all that and then as he heads into the bathroom it takes off and now we just got this fucking stray cart unmanned riding around feral feral feral, feral carts. <laughs> And it's like it's not it's not even perplexing to him. He doesn't walk out of the bathroom. He's like, Well, I wonder where that went. He's yeah, like, well, no. on with my life. That's the fourth yeah. one I lost this week. Yeah. <laughs> so many carts. <laughs> um 
Well, I mean, he does get blown up by a toilet here in a minute, so probably a little bit distracted. Yeah, well, <laughs> there is that. And then, and that also brings to light the the terrible problem of feral golf carts in the Tennessee woods. Yeah, just, I they, mean, it's a community of them out there. They're dangerous. <laughs> All listeners in Tennessee, please be aware of this serious issue. Take precaution. Um, so yeah, as we say, he has a very long toilet plunging gag. I mean, he's on this thing for a few minutes straight. Uh, like he even stands up on the side of the toilet to get leverage and, and just really trying to plunge this shit. And uh, so this this kid's movie again. It's a kid's movie. We started with a a man strapped to a piece of wood while they huck weapons at him. And now shit jokes. Yeah. God. And then it explodes and sprays all yeah, over and then, his face. And then he hits the, 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 the flusher and it fucking shoots all this water. That's thankfully clean water. Looked clean. Looked clean anyway. Uh, Sly was so disappointed. <laughs> Good David fucking walking out of this movie right now. Uh, <laughs> he would have. Um, so now the the kids start showing up, right? And we get a a big speech from our head counselor, who really just kept reminding me of the dad from Teen Wolf. If you're that familiar with Teen Wolf, yeah, it's not the same guy though. It's no, it's not. It just sure does look a whole lot, a whole lot like him. Um, but now. He talks about how this used to be a training ground for braves and warriors. And that's what we're doing here with camp for kids. Yay. Yeah. So everybody run off and do crazy shit now. I was just like, yeah, pretty all just all, all obviously very white kids. too. Yeah. Like everybody in the camp is just I think very white and uh, definitely all about like at one point they're making headdresses and uh, it's bad. <laughs> and it gets worse but so we meet the nurse camp nurse is uh victoria racimo was that how you say it? racimo i don't remember the actress's name but she apparently was quite successful she like wrote a bunch of animated stuff and worked with alice cooper and alicia keys out of fucking nowhere and had a hell of a career but well, went to juilliard school of music and majored in piano studied ballet and somehow ended up as a fucking like third build character in an earnest movie wow her life story yeah like it says that she died at 76 but then some articles say 69 so i'm guessing that's just an immature yeah what well, that's a bit of a disparity between those two i mean in all fairness when i turn 69 i'm just gonna claim on that age for the rest of my life as you yeah this is why I can say, all right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, but she comes up to Ernest as he's working on the uh, lifeguard chair and uh, interrupts him to say that he has to come get his shots. And, of course, he freaks out because he doesn't like shots. And uh, he does this, like, his super nervous, earnest, rambling bit that he always does. But then when she gives him a shot, he starts screaming about being Joseph Mangala. <laughs> like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> Like she's getting information out of him? I guess. <laughs> I don't know, but somehow I'm guessing a whole lot of fucking eight-year-olds didn't get the Joseph Mangala reference in the Ernest movie. You gotta throw something in there for the, for for the, the adults, adults, I guess. The one dad in the back going, huh. <laughs> <laughs> That was it. Um, if, our, if Facebook was around in 87, Ernest would have never got that shot. He would have <laughs> oh, watched God. enough YouTube videos and he'd have been like, nope, that's fake. Hey, nurse, I did my own research, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> put microchips in it. <laughs> what the fuck are microchips? They're in a, those don't even exist yet. I don't know. Did microchips exist in 87? Uh, I was. Are they, were they just chips at that point? I think they were just regular chips. Regular old chips. <laughs> just didn't micro them yet? Nah, yeah, they're just just great big Apple II each. <laughs> <laughs> Size of a fucking room. Um, so they got a, a bus of, of juvenile delinquents coming in. That's called the Second Chance Program, right? They're going to have these kids come in, do the summer camp, and hopefully help rehabilitate them because they're straight-up fucking felons, these 11-year-olds. And... Um, so that everybody has the plain white t-shirt that says Camp Kikiki on it, except the the tough kids get to keep their bullshit attire. Like one's got the the studded dog collar thing on his wrist and a uh, a vest. Or I don't know if he tore the sh- sleeves off of like a little jacket or if it is a it was yeah. the 80s, you know. Like, that. one kid was had, like, the like the cut-off sleeves, but not yeah. just the cut-off T-shirt. It was, like, all the way down the sides, like, like yeah. the dudes at the gym, so the nipples are sticking out of both yeah. sides. and one has a Hawaiian shirt completely open, I guess. He wanted to show yeah. off his fucking chiseled 11-year-old abs to all the ladies. Wait, and this was the group that that introduced the the closest thing, really, to the whole movie to any diversity at all. It just, yeah. it just so happens that the delinquents are also the minorities. Yes. <laughs> yeah, because one is, one is Hispanic, and he had, like, of course, a kind of hair slicked back. And then there was the one black kid who was super sweet. Nothing wrong with this kid at all. Like, he, he was not a tough kid. No, really seemed like a real nice kid. Seemed a good kid, but... I don't know how he ended up as a delinquent. I'm not sure, gee. Aside from being the only black one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, is this a boys-only camp? Did they say that at any point? Because I I think the only female in this entire movie is the nurse. None of the kids are girls. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I never never questioned (laughs) it. Yeah, I don't know. Isn't that the premise of every, like, 80s camp movie? There's, like, a boys' camp and a girls' camp? I guess there is. You got to, like, row across the lake to get to the girls' camp or something. Right. And get past Jason or whatever. Well, yeah, if you're lucky. As long as you're not fucking, Jason leaves you alone, I think, was the whole thing. Right? Wasn't it when people started fornicating? He was really against teen pregnancy and premarital yeah, sex. He, he was just an evangelist. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's so misunderstood. He just Maybe his Jesus. methods are extreme. <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, Freddie, you got no excuse. Your kid did learn. But Jason just didn't want, just didn't want teen pregnancy and just... Just quit fucking. Yeah, just quit fucking <laughs> in my pond. It's just, God it's just it. abstinence only education. Yeah. <laughs> he's from <Right>. Texas. <laughs> no, he's not. He's a Jersey guy. Well, I'm just gonna oh. guess that he originated. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. Is Jersey just as bad? I can't imagine so, but I don't know. Well, they got that. What they got? Chris Christie. He seems like a real stand-up guy. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> He's abs- he, he abstains. He did, yeah, not by choice. Yeah, no, not, <laughs> uh, not enough money in the world. Okay, so yeah, so these kids are all dressed like shit. All right, so now he's driving the kids in. He's got the the van or the van, the bus, and uh, they cover his eyes and play. Guess who? And he just goes with it. Nothing like, hey, I'm trying to drive. What are you doing? Oh, I can't see you or any kind of earnest stuff. He's just like, uh, okay, let me think. Uh, Bobby, no, 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 it's not Bobby. Uh, 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 like, the poor guy's just so desperate for friends. He's happy yeah. to be playing a game. Just, someone's someone's paying attention to me. Um, so 
yeah, they almost run into like a, a dump truck, a dump truck or something, and the kids just keep going with it. They don't go, oh fuck, we almost died right there. They just keep hanging on. Yeah, they they almost crash, and then they're still covering his eyes. <laughs> and somehow he makes it through this windy road into camp, and that's when they uncover his eyes, and he slams on the brakes, but still runs into another bus, which somehow lurches him out of the seat, out of the door, and onto the ground. Uh. Where they all go on to step on him yes, on, their on, their, on their way out of the bus. Like, uh, uh, because, you know, Jim Varney never missed an opportunity for a little bit physical comedy. You know, he's very dedicated to his craft. Um, so Most of my physical comedy happens in the bedroom. Does it? <laughs> uh, your wife listens to these, right? <laughs> she, she won't disagree with me. <laughs> You're going to get a great uh, email about that one. Um, so now the kids get to the mess hall, of course. They're walking around all tough and mean mugging everybody. And it's like, I guess they look at it as going to prison where you've either got to, you got to beat up the toughest guy in the room and make someone a bitch, right? And and assert your dominance immediately. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. I imagine. I've never been to a camp, but I imagine it's a lot like jail, probably with slightly more raping. <laughs> Jesus. Well... I mean, so it's no coincidence that Ernest movies go in order, camp, and then jail. (laughs) Yeah. He's like, oh, that camp is rough. Let's do something a little lighter. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking prison. (laughs) Jesus. Um, So we meet the cooks, Chuck and Eddie. Now, Chuck Chuck is in every Ernest movie, I'm pretty sure. But I always remembered him having Bobby, the, the old guy, like the toothless old man that was always silent, sort of a Penn and Teller kind of thing going on. I don't remember Eddie, and I would say that Camp is the one I've seen the most out of all these Ernest movies, but I don't remember this Eddie dude at all. No, I, that's because I thought I thought Bobby was going to be in it, yeah. and then I was like, oh, there's Bobby, but no. It's, it's not Bobby. I think my brain has, like, my memory has put Bobby in it, like, completely Eddie-washed this whole movie. He was wearing, like, a Cousin Eddie hat, too, wasn't he? Yeah, he had, like, the hat with the flaps and everything. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, that his name is Eddie. It's not Randy Quaid. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Ernest, shitter's full. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they're the cooks, and of course, they're terrible at it, and it's all about, we, we're trying to, uh, oh, God, what was, there's some, like, just mush of shit with some sauce poured on it that they're feeding the kids. It all looked horrible and inedible, like worse than your worst school lunches. Yeah, but, like, whenever I saw that as a kid, I was like, I'd, I'd try it. <laughs> well, sure. It's weird how like kids can be such picky eaters, but then also eat the most disgusting shit ever. It's like a weird uh, double-edged kind of thing. Yeah, like boogers. Yeah, <laughs> or dirt, or weird food combinations, right? I just like want this with the stupid shit on it, and I don't know. Kids are weird. Oh, when you're We're, stuck at camp, you just eat what you're well, getting, yeah, I well, guess. So. It's either that or fucking starve. <laughs> I don't think that they had like the secret stash of Cheetos and stuff that all the camp movies later have. So they couldn't just wait and go back and fucking pig out on Doritos and Mountain Dew back in their cabin. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. not that was the nineties. We were a little too early for that. So I, like I said, I've never I've never, never been, been to camp, camp. So uh, <laughs> I you know, haven't, no, I never never that not a lot of camps in Beloit, Kansas. No, it seems to be a lot of camps here, but not in not that I know of in Kansas. No, well, there was one camp in Kansas. Uh, there was a whole documentary about it, Jesus Camp. God, 
wasn't a part of that. that was mixing church and camp, there's definitely some bad diddling yeah. going on there. I uh, well, I don't think the documentary was favorable ah. about any of it. So it wasn't a, a good time. It was very uh, cult-like. Well, and, you know, I don't, I've always wondered, like, why would, why would anybody send their kids to this? But then I had kids, and then I was like, let's just, I don't care where they go. They just need to go can somewhere just, else. Can we just get rid of them for an entire <laughs> summer, please? <laughs> what are they going to learn? Crochet camp? I don't care. Fucking go. Um, go create some attack turtles. Go create some attack. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll find out soon enough. Um, so now this fight breaks out. Like, I don't know if the tough kids start the fight, whatever, but they tripped Moose. Oh, they tripped Moose, the young one. Mm. Uh, and so fight breaks out. Ernest tries to break it up. He starts getting slapped around with lunch trays. Uh, one of them gets stuck on his face, and you can see the form of his face, very much a Bugs Bunny gag. Yes. and Very Han Solo-ish. Oh, yeah. It did, it did look like they got Ernest in carbonite. And uh, so to get his face out of the tray, they then hit it with a frying pan yeah that the kid has skillet yeah a fucking cast yeah. iron skillet where the fuck did he get the skillet from i don't know because they're not using that in the kitchen they definitely aren't <laughs> using that in the kitchen like uh comes on over say him with that he bounces back into a soda machine falls and then of course it falls on him ernest gets crushed and bludgeoned more than any other character i think in cinematic history probably up there yeah <laughs> we, we might need to find this out someone someone go on this fact-finding mission um, so of course the tough kids get like chain gang duty. They're all out there fucking digging a trench for, for no reason. Just dig as punishment for this fight. Um, so now we cut, uh, the cooks are feeding Ernest this dish they call, uh, egg. I can't remember. Eggs. Call uh, some uh, kind of egg extravaganza or egg something, some pun of egg. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember. And it looks, it almost looks like Nickelodeon slime. It's pretty disgusting, and he doesn't want to try it. <laughs> nope. Like, he doesn't even, again, we don't get the Ernest stammering. <laughs> he just, no. Yeah, that's, like, the only time that he said <laughs> no. He's actually, like, really clear and precise. and <laughs> Probably Jim Varney, not even Ernest, out of characters. No. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not doing that. He did not consent. <laughs> I did not sign up for this. They, John Cherry the third. They forced it on him. <laughs> So yeah, Eddie grabs him, like forces his mouth open, and they throw eggs into his mouth. And uh, so he runs off and goes behind this truck and pukes, and then it like comes flying over the truck. Like, did he puke with such force that it ricocheted off of something? Eggs erroneous. Eggs erroneous. That was it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that would make me vomit too. Powdered eggs and herbs and spices smuggled into this country by Tibetan monks. <laughs> got it okay uh, I, I can't imagine that not being good so now we get we're at the lake right and all the kids jump in or swimming except moose because he's the youngest one he's scared so the lifeguard's like oh you're gonna learn the jared way or whatever the fuck his name is and he just picks him up and throws him in and he's freaking out because he doesn't know how to swim so Ernest saves him Pulls him out of the water. Got a nice little moment here. It's where you're like, wait, this kid isn't a piece of shit at all. And uh, so then the other tough kids decide to get the lifeguard back, and they push his chair over into the water, and he starts screaming about his knee. Yeah, it's like, I don't know if it got caught in the in the chair or what it is. but Yeah. And that, that chair was, like, hanging half off anyway. I mean, well, it, was, yeah, it was bound to happen. I think that was the one that Ernest was trying to fix earlier when the nurse came up. 
See, so he never got the chance to get around to it. So it's, it's really her fault. Yeah, it's her fault. Really? You interrupted. Now you've got blood on your hands. Um, so now all the counselors wonder, what do we do? Like, these kids are fucking assholes. I don't want to deal with them. And we're down a counselor. And one of them gets the brilliant idea. Well, all Ernest has ever wanted it in life is to be a cam counselor. So why don't we uh, promote him and give him those pieces of shit? Brilliant. Nothing could go wrong. We're giving a fucking grown man child who's incompetent at everything he ever does. Yeah, his goal in life is to do what high school kids are currently doing yeah. as their summer job. <laughs> uh, yeah, put him in charge of like kids so terrible that they're basically in prison already. Yeah, this is, seems like a fucking great idea. Um, but he's super happy. He's like, oh my God, I'm going to be a counselor. A real counselor. A real, 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 real counselor. And um, so he takes him hiking. And one kid calls him Rambo, says, where are we going, Rambo? Which is, I guess, in the first Rambo movie, he was just kind of going through the woods. Right, minding his own business. Yeah. Um, well, even after, when they started chasing him, he chased them through, or had them, or led them through the woods. Jesus, words. But then he starts talking about Nam, because, you know, Rambo was in Nam. Um, and what all the, all the tough guy stuff, real men that don't eat quiche or have never, never tried, tasted ever quiche. tasted quiche, something <laughs> like that, yeah. And so as he's doing his earnest posturing, we cut to a, a mining site. And we meet, like, there's the foreman that's the big guy who's a football player. Lyle, Lyle Alzado. Alzado? Alzado. Alzado. Sure, we'll go with Alzado. Yeah. I know yeah. he played for the Raiders. I think he played for a couple different teams. but Yeah. I, he looks like it. He's a, he's a big dude. And then, uh, so, they plan on, they want to get rid of the camp for their project, right? I guess they need to mine more, obviously. They want the whatever's under the land. I didn't catch what what they're mining. I don't think it, it fucking matters. We just need a general villain. Yeah. Really. So so uh, we get uh, the project manager the he- or head foreman, I guess. I don't know if he's PM or just foreman, whatever. But Dean Warmer himself. See, the, I thought that Lyle Alzado was the foreman. I thought see, he was the mine owner or something like that. He's something because he's, he's Dean Warmer. head boss. But yeah, John yeah. Vernon himself, Dean Warmer, is in here. And... So, yeah, that's where we find out we got to get rid of They even have, of course, the table with the model of their mining project that's going on literally next door to Camp Kikiki. And so they, we got to do this and we'll knock all the little models of the camp over. So someone's like, I spent a lot of time setting that up. I, yeah, I spent hours hand carving those cabins and little trees and you just just destroyed it. Like. (laughs) It's a thankless job, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I should have never quit Sly. Yeah. (laughs) So, and now back at the hike, Ernest finds a family of badgers and uh, says, you should never do this. It does like a porky pig thing. Yeah, it does some little... And of course, then they attack him and he... Anybody that's ever been around a badger... I don't think you're going to hang out long enough to explain never to do this. Those those things are mean. Yeah, right? Probably just best to just walk away. I mean, it's going to... There's like American badgers, and then there's like European badgers. And obviously there's like the African honey badger, which is apparently very mean. I haven't encountered those. Have you seen that? The the European badger... Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) But the European badgers are like super cute, like little button nose, and like they're the ones that are having like tea with 
Toad and Mr. Frog oh, and stuff. Right, you know, yeah. they're like a different beast. But yeah, American badgers are pretty, pretty tough. I wouldn't. You wouldn't Porky Pig them in the face. <laughs> well, now I kind of have to. <laughs> um. So then the kids are like, "Oh, we got a first aid," and they wrap him and like they full on mummy him in all this gauze, or uh, I guess athletic crap. I don't know if it's necessarily gauze, but. They mummify him, and he's like, I can't breathe. You got to get me out of here fast. So they tie one end to the back of a bus. And one of these kids apparently has a CDL and knows how to operate a fucking... Yeah, international... <laughs> old <laughs> 70s international fucking bus. Um, but it takes off, and of course he spins a bunch, much like uh, the Native Americans before they do their knife ritual. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That is not historically act. Well, I don't know. Shit, it might be. Yeah, it could. <laughs> the international bus and all. <laughs> um, so yeah, he spins around and gets all dizzy. Right now, the the lawyer, because uh, every project's got to have a lawyer just hanging around all the time. The the paperwork guy, he's trying to get Chief to sell the land. Now, Chief is the nurse's grandfather who owns the land that Camp Kikiki is on, and I guess that's how they feel okay with complete cultural appropriation and ripping off of their doing of this man's culture. Yeah. Cause it, it's pretty bad, but like, well, he, he owns the land and he allows us to do it. So we're not doing anything wrong. Um, so he doesn't want to, doesn't want to sell. <clears throat> They're saying stuff like, well, I mean, you get money up front for us to buy it from you, but then you also get 5% of whatever we find or mine out of here or something like he's going to get residuals even. And uh, he obviously doesn't care about money, and he's like, you can't own the trees, man. You don't own land. So oh, I guess the whole thing white men have been doing since we first showed up, like, oh, you don't have a system of ownership with land. Interesting, interesting. Okay, that might well, come in handy. Apparently, apparently he does, because yeah, they're trying to get it from <laughs> Yeah, he uh, rents it out to the camp, so he's got something going on. He's just on. saying, you can't own the tree, because mm. I own the tree. <laughs> I already own this tree, yeah. Um, so then of course we see the, that cart going by, cause that's kind of a running gag throughout the movie. It's this random cart going by. Um, so now we get the weirdest thing is this hodgepodge food cannon yeah. thing where Chuck and Eddie, uh, we have an ice cream truck that cruises the neighborhood. It's taking everything in my being not to run outside, uh, right? I, dude, you will probably might not come back. It's shady as shit. Every one of them is. Yeah. This is like no windows and they just wrote ice cream on the side and marker or something. It looks pretty I got bad. a bomb popping meth. Yeah. <laughs> Get in the van, kid. Um, so, but yeah, they, they throw in stuff into one end and it, of course it's at the 80s. So it makes all these noises and bells and whistles and farting noises and lights flashing and things are spinning for no reason. And then it just shoots gook out of the other side, and Eddie's standing there with like bowls trying to catch it. Not doing a very poor no. job of catching. They're wasting far more food. Yeah, than almost a hundred percent of it. He catches the. I think the only bits he catches are on his person. Yeah, like on his shirt and stuff. But yeah, they're doing chicken pot pies. So he gets a rubber chicken, like a joke chicken, throws that in there, an actual pot, like a yeah kitchen pot, and then a whole pie. And that's how he makes chicken pot pie. Very, pie. very little, literal. And then fettuccine alfredo. So he throws the fettuccine noodles in. And then he has a doll of an Italian man that he calls Alfredo that he throws in there. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty bad. <laughs> and he does a shitty Italian accent. And 
Like, how, he's always throwing in lobsters, too. We, we talked about this. We were watching, like, what camp is affording this many fucking lobsters? Full-on-ass lobsters. But he's always like, no, 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 don't throw me in. No. Where is this camp at? Uh, Tennessee somewhere. Is that... Is that- yeah, it's not like it's, it's not lobster country. No, definitely not. They're they're having to ship those in from Maine. <laughs> it's a really big crawfish. Ew. Also, they're red already, so that means they've already been boiled, right? Uh not yeah, probably. I guess I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I haven't ever boiled lobsters. I've just I've eaten a few. Yeah, I think that they're a different color until you boil them, and that's when yeah. They I guess the they don't look red when they're in the in the tank at the grocery no. store or the restaurant. Yeah, those restaurants I can totally afford to eat at. <laughs> I only eat at places where I get to see the animal alive before I eat it. Yes. Uh, that's why I'm always eating in pastures. <laughs> um, so yeah, magic food cannon. All right, so now Ernest comes up and these kids are playing poker. So he's, oh yeah, I know about that. I remember this one time we were playing five-card Mexican gorilla with twos and threes wild and something, something. It's like, yeah. What the fuck are you even talking about? I was catching cards like I had six fingers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> No, Ernest. Nobody knows what you mean, <laughs> ever. Um, so then it immediately cuts to the, the fat kid, because, of course, every group's got to have the fat kid. But the fat kid's the one that's always in either a football jersey that's three sizes too small or a business jacket over some shitty T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, 80s fashion. But he's walking along, and Ernest is like, well, I get paid Friday, so I can get you $30 a week, and I guess I'd have you paid off in about 14 years. <laughs> in a few months, yeah. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ, what did you do? And the kid's just, like, smirking at him, being a little asshole. Um, what is it with 80 movies? It's like a blazer with, with like, shoulder pads, and the, yo, but the sleeves old. are rolled up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I was, I guess I was a kid through the 80s. I, I, I had some stupid fucking clothes, that's for sure. I mean, I had parachute pants. You had to have parachute pants. Well, yeah. I didn't have the confidence to wear the half shirts. I was no, I definitely. a chubby kid. Uh, yes. I think uh, uh, I was probably the skinniest ever when I was born. It was still all baby fat. I've just gone downhill from there pretty much. <laughs> And I know I, I, you guys don't know what I look like, but yeah. imagine if you would like the most beautiful actress you can you could think of in a room with like all the most handsome people you can think of, like Brad Pitt and uh, Benicio del Toro, just making love to make a baby, right? Just a big, big situation like that. And then after it's done, the guy that walks in to clean up the mess—that's the guy I look like. <laughs> the the celebrity jizz mopper. <laughs> I'm going to try very hard not to introduce you as that on every episode now. Just <laughs> <laughs> mopper to the stars. Look alike. Look alike. <laughs> Fuck. Is that your earnest quest? Is yeah. It's like, like, I'm just the janitor right now, but one of these days, I'm going to be cleaning up after that guy. <laughs> God damn it. Um, I also have a note. I was curious how come everybody has to wear the fucking KK shirt. But Ernest, even when he becomes counselor and the shit kids get aware of their own whatever. Just not in the budget. This one, we this, ran out of shirts. The shirts are for white kids only. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I guess Ernest is a counselor in name only. They don't want to make it official. So they just don't want to deal with the problem. Um, 
Oh, yeah. So here's where he has the announcement of we're going to practice on being little Indian braves and make real Indian headdresses, everybody. It's like, oh, oh God. And it, it, but it's like it, when we were watching this in the 80s, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, it totally makes sense. And uh, the in, the chief comes out and hears it and sees the one, the one single tear rolling down his cheek. Because this, we looked it up. <laughs> this guy is actually Italian. Iron Eyes Cody. I it changed his name to Iron Eyes Cody, but he was also the guy from that uh, littering commercial, the the crying Indian. First first generation son of two Italian immigrants. Yep. <laughs> so absolutely zero Native American in him at all. No. And uh, here we go. That's uh, also why he never has any lines. Well, I guess he's telling a story on the campfire, but it's. Uh, it's it's just him impersonating yes. what he imagines native language to be. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty it, painful. Pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Um, so now uh, Ernest is hanging out with Nurse and Granddad Chief and eating a peanut butter sandwich and yeah, I'm one with nature. Yeah, I'm Ernest. I'm great at everything. And then he gets attacked by fire ants. So he's up in the the. the I guess the infirmary infirmary. Though, yeah. Jesus. Whew. Uh, recovering from his fire. And he's got like the little dots of whatever kind of lotion on all the bites. And the kids come in to give him a, a get well soon gift. And he's like, Oh, you got to really smell uh, the, the leaves and the fresh bouquet smell that it has. And so he has his face all up in it and they leave. And the nurse comes in and is like, yeah, that's poison Ivy. Yeah, these kids are real dicks. Yeah, but how are they carrying it? Because the one, the one kid with the fucking half shirt brought it in. He wasn't. There was nothing protecting him from touching the poison ivy. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never been allergic to poison ivy, so I've been in it. So I maybe I could say that maybe that's it. But how, you don't really know unless you've been in it Until to know. It. Yeah, so, so you're getting the shit. And even yeah, even <laughs> even if you're not allergic to it, sometimes you can still get it. So I don't know. But yeah, no, it doesn't make sense. No. Or but, maybe it was worth it for him, for the gag. Like, no, I'll totally get it. <laughs> I'll, take, I'll, I'll take this bullet. Um, so then she's like, you're going to have to get another shot. Of course, he's like, no. And um, But so, my freedom. My, <laughs> I don't think you can require me to get this shot. Well, all right, fucking die then. Well, you know, that shot sounded pretty good. <laughs> I don't care. I like tetanus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope I get polio. <laughs> if God wants me to have polio, well, that's part of his plan. Um, so now I'm back at his place. He's all bummed out, right? Sad, earnest. And he tries to talk to his pet turtle. I don't even remember the name he gave the turtle. In fact, it doesn't matter. But, of course, it's a snapping turtle, so it latches onto his nose. And the kids come in, because I think they're generally feeling a little bit bad about the poison ivy prank did the is that when the nurse went ran in and like chastised no, him or is that late that was after no after, that was later yeah. sorry i think she I don't mean does to say something to him she might she might get after these kids a few times but they come in they're like oh no hey tur- or, Ernest, you got a turtle on your nose like oh thanks i hadn't fucking noticed this goddamn shell amphibian hanging <laughs> off of my fucking face i had no idea um, so they want to yank it off. He's like, no, 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 no. The only way to make him let go is to sing him to sleep. And they're like, okay, guys, one, a two, a one, two, three. And they like had this whole fucking thing rehearsed where they start singing so happy together by the turtles, coincidentally. Yeah, like 
these this isn't the first two time these dudes broke out into no like, absolutely not like i could tell the tough streets they grew up on were like dance fight streets oh like, there was like fucking west side story yeah the snapping <laughs> yeah. oh boy here it comes <laughs> oh shit can't we just take on these evil jets not without three years of tap you can't <laughs> um now we're telling campfire stories and Ernest just tried to do the the hook on the the crazed man with the hook hand and the hooks hanging off of the car door, but instead he fucks up and says it's from the rearview mirror. And they're like, I thought it was on the handle. He goes, Oh yeah, no, it it was, but then he put it on the rearview mirror like you do with baby shoes. Like, uh, that that must have gone away. I don't, I I didn't keep my kids' baby shoes. I should have. Have them hanging from hanging from your mirror. mirror, fuzzy dice and baby shoes and a hook hand. I just put them on my dog and laughed. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> they they walk all awkwardly, uh, <laughs> trying to shake them off. Yeah, like, you little booger, fucking <laughs> <laughs> dogs. Um, yeah, I don't know. You think that the the hook hand came from fucking Han from Enter the Dragon? One of his little olive <laughs> hands. I, I think it's all tied together. Uh, yeah, this was all one giant shared cinematic universe. If you were paying attention uh, to Enter the Dragon, you yeah. would have seen Ernest in the background of the whole scene. He was the just janitor mopping up. He's like, one of these days I'm going to be that sumo fighter. <laughs> yeah, one of these days I'm going to be knife lady. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Ernest bombs the story. This is where the chief gets up and just makes a mockery of the entire Native American language and just and the granddaughter has to translate and it's the story, the opening. So now uh, the, the way they worked is when, you know, like in Sparta, they beat the fuck out of you and when you're old enough, you got to go fight a wolf. And if you survive, well, cool, now you can be a warrior. And if not, well, you're a bitch. So, much like that, they tie you to this fucking Red Hot Chili Peppers symbol and throw fucking sharp objects at you. And if you're if you're strong-willed enough and you have pure heart and courage... Some, yeah, it's a trifecta. There was the, yeah, there was the trifecta. The, the blade, the stone, and the arrow cannot hurt you. And Ernest was like, oh, just like our culture with paper, rock, scissors. And I've been hurt by all three. Yeah, <laughs> in the past five minutes. <laughs> so yeah, paper and paper rice. Everybody knows this rock paper scissors. Like what? I worked with these guys that would call it Rochambeau, which I, apparently that's a thing. You ever heard of? Uh, Rochambeau is where you kick each other in the nuts, and the first one to fall over loses. I don't know because they always like they're like, all right, instead of saying paper rock scissors, like Rochambeau, and I'm like, dude, I don't. Oh, is that is that a game where you come from with kicking each other in the nuts? <laughs> no, I got that from South Park. <laughs> like I'm Rochambeau, you for it? Oh, now that sounds. <laughs> so, now you know what? Let's paper rock scissors. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's always I've always heard it as rock paper scissors. But I even have a shirt because it's, it's a thing. Like when you're going up to do shots, you have to rock paper scissors, and whoever loses has to buy the shot. Oh. So it was something we did on tour with. My boy Hash Brown. So then I got a shirt that says it's settled this like adults and it has the rock, paper, scissors signs on it. That makes sense. Yeah. It's a lot better when you're like doing shots and not like, you know, kicking each other in the nuts and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I would much rather. I'll just buy the shot. You know, <laughs> just put it, put it on my tab. Yeah. I mean, actually, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd kick you in the dick and then I'd say, I'll buy the shot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm drinking all night for free, but I don't know how much this I could take. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Rochambeau. That's what I heard it as, but you know, Eric Cartman's not exactly Wikipedia, so he could have been wrong. <laughs> um, so now the there's these two asshole counselors. The one you said looked like uh, Eli and Peyton Manning. Yeah, <laughs> the young Manning brothers before they started tossing the pigskin around the. Yeah, when the when the camp counselor thing didn't yeah. work out for them, they, <laughs> they decided to try their hand at football. It worked out a bit better for them. Um, but they burned down these the bad kids. They were making a teepee, and these asshole counselors burned it down. So they go over their cabin, and a big fight breaks out. And now the head counselor, the Teen Wolf, wants to send them back to Juvie. He's like, I've had enough. These fucking assholes. And Ernest begs and pleads, and is like, you know, you got to give them, if they give them a second chance, well, it'd be their third chance, and you give me a second chance, well, that that's five chances, but... He's doing advanced math. Yeah, right? if you give them one more, then he goes, i adding up chances, and the guy's like, okay, okay, if you shut the fuck up, I'll <laughs> give them one more chance. So they go, and uh, he's like, ah, they were ready to kick you boys out, and I said, you weren't going to do that, and I stood up, and I was all tough. And so somehow that motivates them. It's like, you know what? We could just rebuild this thing. It's not not that big of a deal. We did, we weren't even that far along, frankly. We had stood up four logs together. <laughs> like, a, and I think it was just made out of paper. The way it burned. <laughs> I don't even think the poles burned. Like The, the skeleton uh, of the structure was still, still there. still there. Maybe you might need to replace one. Someone might have got, got licked by fire a little bit. But yeah, Toughens. It makes it harder. Makes, yeah. It hardens the wood. <laughs> so you're fine. Um, all right. So there you build that. Now, Dean Warmer. <laughs> I mean, he has a name in this movie, but I don't fucking care. Dean Warmer shows up. It's always going to be Dean. To talk Dean to the Warmer. chief who, uh, you know, doesn't speak. In, how doesn't even fucking speak. Whatever tribe. They never even say what tribe he is. They don't even give him a fucking cultural identity. <laughs> Just chief. His character name is literally old man chief. <laughs> it's fucking terrible. Um, but he's just like, yeah, nah, I don't speak English. And so Ernest comes by to tell him, Hey, I got your canoe ready or some, some bullshit. And that's when the guy's like, Oh, first off, this dude's an idiot. Secondly, the chief listens to him and he sees the opportunity. So he talks to Ernest and says, Oh, there's this mining company and they're terrible. And I have here a petition to get them to stop tearing up the land and mining. I'd forgotten this part, and I was actually in the bathroom when, when that oh, part when happened. Going so on? Now I'm now I'm intrigued. Now you, you yeah. <laughs> holy shit, there was a plot. Oh, uh, so Ernest then goes back in and sits with the chief and has him sign the paper because he's no, it's good. They're gonna stop raping the land. Oh yeah, okay. Well, we should sign that. So now, of course, next scene is head counsel being like, "Well, the day after tomorrow, they're coming here and they're." Tearing everything down and digging everything up, and somebody must have really, really told quite a tale and somehow convinced and lied to the chief to get him to sign away this land. I couldn't imagine that ever happening. That's when the nurse looks over at Ernest and he's like, <sighs> So she knows it was his fault. Now he now he's gotta fix it. And the kids all rally behind him and he's like, All right. We're going to go find whoever did this, and we're going to kick his ass. And I'm like, yeah, Ernest. And this is where we get the opening line of, you see these fists? If I put them in my pockets, I would be arrested for carrying concealed deadly weapons or whatever. So he goes up there. He's like, I need to speak to the man in charge pronto. And here's where fucking 
Damn it, I can't. Lyle, I almost, Lyle Alzado. I almost said Lou Albano. <laughs> <laughs> Lyle Alzado. Yeah. Who is, I think he's just, he's just Foreman. Like, I think that's on the, like, he doesn't have a name. No. So yeah, Lyle, he is just Lyle Foreman. Yeah. Foreman Lyle. Uh, never, never takes his hard hat off. No, the whole time. Even when he's out doing target practice with Dean Warmer, he's still wearing his hard hat. Just Probably got just an open wound on the top. He's like, <laughs> I can't let anybody see this. Or he's balding. Making sweet love to his wife with a hard hat on. <laughs> She's let's practice safe sex. He goes, no problem. I got my protection right here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he turns around. He grabs Ernest by the throat, picks him up and chucks him, slaps him around, starts punching him and kicking him in the ribs and... Like mostly open hand slaps him too, yeah. just really treating him like a, just really demeaning him, just yeah. just making him a bitch, yeah, really. Um, so and the kids are like, "Come on, Ernest, come on!" It's like, this is a fucking professional football player sized dude against Jim Varney. I mean, Jim, Jim Varney looks like it. I mean, he's kind of like sinewy, like he's yeah. is that the right word? Like a yeah, yeah like 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 he he looks like a I don't know, he's a scrappy guy. Yeah, kind of like a. I mean, if it worked for Clint Eastwood in every which way but loose. Mentally deficient Spider-Man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Probably the first time that comparison's ever been made about <laughs> Ernest P. Worrell, but sure, yeah. I, it's the first thing came to mind. <laughs> <laughs> Mentally deficient Spider-Man. Or Deadpool. I mean, Deadpool breaks the fourth wall. Yeah. Ernest breaks the fourth Deadpool wall. Deadpool is a bit more jacked, for sure. Uh, but he ain't huge. No, he ain't Lou Albano huge or goddamn it. Luca and if you're mentally Gla- deficient, you're not probably not. <laughs> you probably don't have the same workout regimen. <laughs> no, no, you're not. You're probably not uh, hitting the gym that often. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so he gets his ass beat and the kids are all like, oh, Ernest, we thought you were somebody, but you suck. Like, we're not going to help or do anything. Yeah, they like honestly thought he was going to beat, beat up this guy. He's <laughs> yeah. like, this dude is enormous. And then they're yeah. like, God. You piece of shit. Like, what? You can't beat that guy up. Yeah, why could you beat that dude up? It's like fucking Rocky against the Hulk Hogan. When he's like <laughs> staring him directly in the chest, you know, and he's like an entire foot taller. And then, I don't know, at least a hundred pounds heavier. Yeah, but uh, Rocky was better equipped than... Yeah, he was, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the comparison stops there. I'm just saying size difference. And there's like, while this dude is beating Ernest up, there's like all these just working dudes that are like, hey, I operate machinery, and I, you know, I, I do blue-collar work, and I don't think I'm a dick that would be like, yeah, beat up Ernest. Yeah. These guys are like, yeah, kick his ass, sea bass. Yeah, you know, right. and, like, like, you can't beat up the mentally handicapped kid at school. Like, like, someone's got to go, hey. Yeah. This is not what adults do, man. <laughs> I mean, I know it's the 80s and lawsuits aren't really a thing yet, but this seems like a big one. I feel like somebody would have stepped in and said, hey, man, let's, uh, we already got the thing signed. <laughs> yeah. we, we don't need to do this. We, none of this is necessary. <laughs> like, I feel at this point, you're just like beating up incapable people. Uh, you know, everybody has their kink. So... Now the kids are all ashamed and nobody likes him. And even sweet little moose is like, Oh, I believe in you, Ernest, but I guess there are just some things you can't do anything about and walks off and they just all leave him laying there in the grass. Bloody. He can't even stand up. They're just like, yep. Well, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Leave the poor guy. (laughs) Pretty shit. I want my kids to believe in me, but I don't, I don't believe they believe that I could beat up that dude. (laughs) (laughs) Dad, stop. 
It was something, yeah. Or they probably wouldn't like just walk away from you either, wouldn't they? They'd probably be like, why didn't you just shoot him? <laughs> Should have thought of that. <laughs> Where was that idea <laughs> fucking 10 minutes ago? <laughs> um, so now we get the song. The the song. This, uh, this, is, this is the part, because it's been so long since I've seen this movie, but this is like, when Nick's like, oh, we're going to do this song. I'm like, oh, God, I'm still glad it's raining. Like, yep. it's stuck with me. Like, when it's raining, I will sing it to myself. Gee, I'm glad it's raining. Uh, it is an incredibly sad song. Jim Varney does actually sing it. Apparently nailed it first take. Just knocked it out of the park. Jim Varney, I got to say, is a talented motherfucker for having a character that's such a dope. Uh, I think Jim Varney, as an actor or as a entertainer, was pretty legit. Yeah, I mean, he's just always kind of been the com- comedic, like, yeah, guy. But like, if you Google image search him, like, there's some pictures of him. You're like, and Jim Varney was kind of a handsome dude. Yeah, he was good, kind of a rugged Marlboro man. But then there's dude. some other ones where he just kind of looks like I would not leave my kids with that dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. He decided <laughs> to do what as a career? Yeah, don't go to his house for Halloween. Um, <laughs> But so though the GM glad it's raining song all about how you can't see tears when it's raining or they if the thunder covers up the sound of your heart breaking and all this and you're just like god damn it Ernest goes to camp making me tear up like fuck you this is yeah this this man's on the TV singing to a turtle and I got tears running down yeah, my face like how why do you do this to me Jim Varney he, he absolutely uh, did not learn from his early experience with the turtle no, either like it's has, right there in his face <laughs> right come on we literally just went through, but he's singing though, so maybe the turtle turtle might be falling yeah. asleep, or maybe he just wants to feel something other than sadness. <laughs> That's why instead of cutting myself, I <laughs> hang out with snapping turtle. Just turtle bites all over <laughs> his face every time he gets sad. Oh my god, it could could be. I never thought about <laughs> Ernest being so emo, but <laughs> well, after that song, I think it's, right. it's yeah, obvious. Fair, right? fair enough. Um, uh, but yeah, great song. I I will also YouTube it sometime. If you're having a having a real rough day, you can just look look up the GM Gladys Raining song and be like, Ernest gets me. <laughs> Ernest gets me. No, yeah, it, I want it played at my funeral. That way, that, people are like kind of laughing, but also like this is a sad song. Yeah, and also Anthony's dead. <laughs> Wait, which on the Ernest thing is a little sadder. What's that? At first, it'll be like. Ernest, really? If you Ernest, but by the end they're all like hugging each other and crying, and just turtle bites on their face. Turtle, <laughs> turtle bites everywhere. Um, so this is when the the nurse goes to the kids. So first off, she's like, "Why are you still here? Everybody has left already." And one goes, "I can't make a sleeve," and gets his little switchblade out. I'm like, "All right, fucking calm it down there." Where was switchblade guy when yeah. when Ernest was getting his ass kicked? <laughs> fucking got up and tried to shake him. Even little Moose tried to grab him by the leg at one point. Yeah. No, not a switchblade guy. Yeah, no, switch. Yeah, all tough until it fucking matters, huh? <laughs> yeah, I see how it is. You and your no sleeves. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you, you can't still be here because everybody's. So she does say all the other kids, everybody's left. Also, Ernest is packing his stuff up right now. And you kids are fucking pieces of shit. You know, nobody believed in you. Nobody wanted you. Ernest was the only one who fought for you. And tried to care for you. And you literally watched him get his ass kicked and walked away. Because all you think about is yourselves, you fucking dicks. And then she storms out. And they're all like, wow. 
No one's ever talked to us like that before. Yeah. I kind of aroused, honestly. <laughs> Moose is like, I was all right. Like <laughs> everybody, everybody else is like, you know what? I think I'll stop being a sociopath now. Yeah. Like, and Moose was like, really, I I'm just black. I don't I've never had any behavior. I literally did nothing to get here. <laughs> yeah. God. I was even nice to Ernest the whole time. Like, why am I still here? Um, so now they go to cheer him up. He's packing. I have no idea what he's packing. Like some bright yellow box of something. He was doing a terrible job of packing. Oh, yeah. There was just, there, the room was just cluttered with stuff. And he had like one tiny shoe box full of, <laughs> and he had something in his hand. I don't know what it was. No, no clue what it was, but they run in they're like, Hey, we can, we can do something about this. And this is where they get the great plan to fight back. So we get a montage. Cause this is an eighties movie. You have to have a montage. And, uh, you know, cutting wood, and one of the kids is welding. Like, how does that kid know how to fucking weld? <laughs> you grow up on the streets. You grow up tough. <laughs> like mean probably, street. he probably worked in a chop shop before. He- <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Okay. Like, yeah. Bridget okay. Nielsen showed up somehow. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, yeah, just fucking go down the wrong alley. There's a kid there with a spot welder. Like, <laughs> um. So, yeah, all this stuff. They're painting the camp symbol on everything. Uh, Ernest runs up a mountainside and screams Drago. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that, that, that part doesn't happen. But we do get big old montage. So now here's the thing. How did they have mu- that much time? Because when they, they made the announcement at first, it was the day after tomorrow's when they're like taking over. So everybody has to be out by tomorrow. It wasn't a montage at all. They did no. all that work in the length of one song. Yeah. Well, that's the beauty of a montage. You can get so, but usually it's like months of time condensed into one song, but this must have literally been the yeah. three minutes for that song. And they built all this machinery. I need to remodel this kitchen, but I don't have time. Put on the montage course, music. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, exactly like that. Cause it had to have been that same day. Yeah. Like that afternoon they did all this stuff, but so now they did like chop a whole bus. So yeah, that seems like a yeah, lot right? for one day. <laughs> that seems a bit more than one day. They probably had like one of those reality TV show crews come in and help. <laughs> we'll have like bar rescue or something. We have two days to turn this whole thing around. So now the Manning brothers come back and join in. They're no longer enemies with the kids. Yeah, we man. can't let you get in a fight without us. Well, all right. That's all I needed to hear. All friends now. Yeah. But I mean, that's basically what those kids were shitting on Ernest the whole movie, and he kept forgiving them. So I guess yeah. uh, turnabout. Yeah, and also like, like bigger, bigger fish to fry right now. So uh, let's the enemy of my enemy. And, yeah, exactly. So they come on now. We get uh, the the main area with like all of their equipment that they're bringing in. You know, the, the the mining crew hasn't really started setting stuff up yet. It's all still in crates and boxes, but they do have their. Uh, lunch tables and tents set up priorities. Right. And they did manage to build a shed uh, to store their explosives. Yes. Very important. <laughs> because <laughs> there was a shed that was plainly marked explosives. <laughs> well, yeah. They just brought that right off Which, the trailer. Just... To be fair, every shed that I have says explosives <laughs> on it. Ex- even if it doesn't have it. Ex- oh, no, they all have explosives. Oh, <laughs> they all. Why, why, why would you... I have a shed? <laughs> exactly. Why else even have a shed? <laughs> Um, so like the cooks are even in on the fight and they bring out their weird food cannon and they're like setting up these giant speakers and fucking like catapults and all the stuff that they had built during their montage. 
and just start hucking shit. So they put on their sound effects record that's like the Tarzan yell and it's like just to get their attention. Yeah, yeah, like, basically. Um, because you're kind of first you're like, oh yeah, you got to put on. It's, you expect it's going to be Ride of the Valkyries or something. No, dun, 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 Tarzan, nope. which was kind of cool. Yeah, but then it went to weirder places from yeah. there. But it was like a cat noise or a wolf or something. It was just, it was, yeah, it was a, a sound effects record that just making random noises and it's then just hollow notes, just hollow notes. <laughs> because your kiss, your kiss is on. <laughs> and they, <laughs> my guys are like, oh, okay, oh, get down to this. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> Flaming um, arrows. <laughs> yeah. So it starts off fine. They're shooting food, and then you know their food is probably considered chemical warfare, but uh, tennis balls. That's all fine. Flaming arrows. Now you've you've really gone. You're trying to murder people. Yeah, like like, <laughs> like Ernest took the advice of some kids, and then shot flaming arrows like, at other humans, at human beings, underneath structures that are now burning. Like, and there is a plainly marked shed that's full of explosives. explosives. Do not forget the explosive <laughs> shed. Um, we also throw smoke bombs that first explode and then start smoking, which is not how smoke bombs work at all. Yeah, but it should be. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course it should be, but no. They it says just, bomb. <laughs> it's clearly in the title. Um, and also turtles. This is where we get ballistic turtles. Because somehow, because Ernest has one pet turtle, that means there's a whole army. He of called in. He called in. Called his friends. Called yeah. in the other turtle. The turtle air infantry. <laughs> so they shoot them, and they're parachuting down. And of course, every one of them lands on a person's biting their lip, their nose, earlobes, fingers. No turtles hit the ground. Not a hundreds of turtles in the air. All heat heat seeking turtles. I, I guess yeah. so. Yeah. And everybody's just like, "Oh my god!" It, and they're tiny little fucking turtles. And like they're box turtles. <laughs> If yeah. they were snapping turtles flying from the sky, like actual snapping turtles, then that would be horrifying. But box <laughs> turtles, you're like, this is the most adorable invasion I've ever seen. Just, yeah. well, shoot in chinchillas and koala bears. <laughs> chinchillas would be great. Oh, they're so soft. <laughs> I um, feel like koala bears are pretty soft, too, but they got those claws. They do have the claws. I hear they can be a bit vicious when they're not sleeping 23 hours a day. I don't How could they be? Look at them. Yeah. Just, Probably vicious because people are just like, look at that thing. I'm going to cuddle it. And then it's like, what the, what the fuck? Get your hands off me. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm eating eucalyptus and sleeping. Um, so now we get these lanterns that it was a gag earlier when uh, Ernest was trying to light a lantern and it, like shot off like a rocket. And uh, that's when he picked it up and it was burning his hand. And instead of like finding something to carry it with, he'd like, just walk, let it cool down or let it cool down. He'd like walk a little bit and set it down and, go, <laughs> and pick it back up. So now we fire off a bunch of these. We have like something made that has like five of them in these channels. You light the end and they can fly off. Like if your lantern is doing that, then you need to return it to the store. That is not how a lantern works. Well, all of them do it. So there needs to be a serious recall from fucking Coleman or whoever. We should probably Google that late eighties lantern fatalities. (laughs) See how, if it was a real, maybe it was real. It could have been like that. The, the gag had to come from somewhere, right? (laughs) <laughs> like in in the movies where someone bumps into a Ford Pinto and it immediately explodes, you know, that came from Ford Pintos being prone to blowing Explosions? up. Explosions? Yeah. I stopped driving my Pinto. Yeah, I would recommend it. I wish I had a Pinto. <laughs> Just to bring the Ernest funeral on sooner? Or? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're driving around on a fuel combustion engine. I mean, stuff's going to explode. Something's bound to. Um so yeah, we get the exploding lanterns, and then we get this toilet. 
And he looks and it does the earnest thing. Which anybody that's ever like changed out a toilet knows that once you pull it off of the base, whatever's in the toilet drops out of it. Yeah. There's nothing so inside the toilet. Someone there was a toilet sitting beside that trailer that someone dropped a deuce in. <laughs> like must have stopped up the bottom and be like, okay, <laughs> here it comes. Home Depot and- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like that wasn't hooked up when they pulled it no. off. No. Uh so it has something in it and it's gross, but he drops like a fucking M eighty or something. And then they huck it with the catapult, and it fucking causes all these massive explosions. So he's weaponized shit. Yeah, and if a, if a flying toilet hits you, you're probably going to die. Yeah. Yeah. It got really... It, they really kicked it up a notch for this one. <laughs> this got pretty pretty violent, honestly. <laughs> it really got out of control fast. <laughs> Brick killed a guy. Brick. <laughs> with a trident. <laughs> Um, yeah, Ernest, I've been meaning to talk to you. You might want to lay low for a while. <laughs> um, so now Dean Warmer hears about all this and grabs his rifle. And the lawyer's even like, now we can just get started on the paperwork. Like, it's such a week. Like, like he's like, well, time to go do some murdering. And he was like, <laughs> he was basically like Willy Wonka. He's like, oh, no, don't. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, don't go. No. <laughs> Um, yeah, he's just like, well, I'm grabbing my gun. I'm going to go shoot a bunch of fucking kids now. And as your lawyer, I should probably put up a little bit firmer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what is he fucking Benicio del Toro from fucking Fear and Loathing? <laughs> as your lawyer, I advise you to get a whole mixture of narcotics. <laughs> like, goddamn. I haven't had to hire many lawyers, but none of them that I've had were that cool. <laughs> yeah. They all actually had... I, I, I sound advice, looking back on it, it was probably a good thing. They <laughs> talked me out of what I was... <laughs> um, so, he's heading in. Now, here comes Al... Uh, God damn it, why do I, I... I can't get Albano out of my head now. I keep... I'm Lyle... Lyle... Lyle I, Alvarado, Alvado. I had it, no. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Foreman. Foreman. Foreman's got this big not, ass... Not from the 70s show. Not Red Foreman, No. <laughs> Be a lot uh, cooler if it was. Oh my god, he'd be a lot more intimidating somehow. Like he should be the foreman. He's instead of Dean, Dean Warmer. Warmer yeah, it should be, yeah. You dumbass, <laughs> <laughs> Ernest, you're such a dumbass. I feel like he wouldn't have gone there to murder children though. Like, no, he's more of a pragmatist. He, I mean, he would have belittled the fuck out of him. Yeah, for he sure. He'd have toughened him up, but <laughs> no, they wouldn't have died. <laughs> um, so he's got this big loader, right? Huge, heavy. Piece yeah. of reticulating front end loader. There you go. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> um, so he comes in, smashes the food cannon, and the cooks are all sad. And then he goes over and just fucking flattens one of the cabins. No problem. I mean, this is a big fucking piece of machinery. It's, it's enormous. It's an it's an earth mover for sure. So now, so am I. <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. Uh, so now all of a sudden, here comes the cart again. This running gag of a fucking errant cart roaming the land comes up and just comes to a stop right next to them as they're in their like modified bus vehicle thing. This thing's been running nonstop for a week and then yeah. it comes to a stop here. It's like it's of no use anymore. Yeah. It is. It's either it's out of fuel at, at the at least. Best, yeah. yeah. But no, they like get anything that will burn. And so they're loading like paint cans and whatever explosives they have left. Like, it's still not enough. And Ernest comes up with eggs erroneous. Eggs erroneous and puts that on there. The most potent concoction known to man. Yeah. (laughs) 
So they're like, oh, no, you can't do this. He's like, boys, I got to do it. He hops in the driver's seat, and he's going to make the sacrifice play. No, he drives no more than five feet and immediately bails out of the thing and sends it driving off, and it runs into the front of the loader and explodes. He literally just stayed in it long enough for for the the nurse lady to look away, and he's like, okay, I'm out. I think I did enough. (laughs) She saw me being brave. All right, all right. Um, It blows up, and... Foreman Lou Albano comes climbing out and he looks kind of dazed like, holy fuck, I was just an explosion. But I'm pretty sure he would have been fine. He's way up at the top of this thing. The explosion was down by the, the wheels. Yeah, like underneath the bucket. I don't think, think I don't think it would have stopped the loader. Oh, it's absolutely a huge loader. not. The thing is, yeah. It's, it's a golf cart full of eggs and paint. <laughs> it, I don't think it was going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to do anything to this. But he climbs down and he's all dazed. And so Ernest goes up and fucking backhands him and knocks him out. Yeah. Like, doesn't even punch him. Just backhands him. Just bitch slaps him. And he went down. And he went went down fast. And so now Ernest is all cock of the walk, you know. And also, I, this might be the only time Ernest has ever actually struck a person. Uh, maybe, I don't know. Didn't he, hit, didn't he hit evil Ernest at the... Which we'll be talking about soon. Yeah. Uh... I don't think he When he did. was in flight mode, he didn't I bump into him hard or anything. <laughs> <laughs> He's being drug around by the floor buffer and accidentally runs over his toe, maybe, but I don't know. Yeah, well, maybe. Ernest is a pacifist. Yeah, he doesn't ever he doesn't ever hit you. But this guy, whoa, you pushed him. You pushed him. Yeah. Oh Lyle. It's Lyle, yeah. right? Yeah, Lyle. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, we don't know. <laughs> we have no idea. So now here comes Dean Warmer. He pulls up and gets his fucking rifle out. And everybody's like, oh, no, Ernest. And Ernest just stands there. Or no, he's serpent. He's like running back and forth a little bit. Yeah, I think, I think he says some, someone said, no, no, no. That was the, the serpentine was the cooks trying to get away from the front end loader because yeah. the, the food shooter was fell victim to the, yeah. to the loader. Serpentine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now, yeah, he fires. But he misses, because during this, we hear the nurse, as she's translating the story from the campfire about if he's Peter of Heart, the blade will miss him. So that was the first shot. Yeah, the first shot, he's like trying to stand sideways and be real skinny. Yeah. Then second shot, he because then after that one fails, Dean walks a few paces closer, takes aim again, and Ernest is like cowering and hiding behind his own hands. And uh, second shot misses, because she's saying if he has true courage which he's cowering in fear so there's no courage going on here at rightfully so yeah right <laughs> but maybe rightfully so rightfully so <laughs> do we because yeah earlier dean Wormer was just straight murdering pop bottles yeah, with this rifle so just blast. to point out how good he is with uh, the rifle his shot yeah and now he's missing. So the second one misses and he walks even closer. And then it's, you know, if he's pure, whatever the fuck, all the things were, then the, the arrow can do him no harm. And the third shot misses. So he walks. Even By the third shot, Ernest is like holding his vest open and being yeah. like, go ahead and take it. But now I'm in. Yeah, he's all now he's all cocky. So he gets close enough where Ernest just puts his finger in the barrel. <laughs> and the. And Dean Warmer drops the rifle and runs back to his car. Like, I don't know, punch the guy. Oh, when he puts his finger in the barrel, he yeah. says, paper, rock, scissors. Yeah, he goes, paper, rock, scissors. It's like, what? What? Do you mean, you mean Rochambeau or what? what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and instead of like blowing his hand off or pulling the rifle back and hitting him with the butt of the rifle, he just Anything. flees for his life. He's somehow that scared. 
Um, so that's. Oh, actually, no. I think it's because right then is when the cops come rushing up. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh fuck, it's the cops!" So he he's running away from that. That that's it. And so now we get a little bit of an epilogue. Uh, the nurse comes up. She has got a restraining order, so they have to go away. But also, since the lawyer admitted that they tricked Chief into signing, and it was all shady to begin with, they ruled that the contract was void. So everything is just fine, and we have the land and everything, you know, a real deus ex machina kind of ending where, oh, it's all good, except for, you know, all these explosions that just went off. and the Everything, fucking, everything that just that just got crashed at the camp and also the attempted homicides that had occurred yeah. up to this point. <laughs> the judge is like, oh, but you tricked him into signing a piece of paper. Yeah, we're just going to sweep all this under the rug. Yeah. And then the golf cart comes back. And then... Nope. The- <laughs> golf cart comes driving back up smoking still because somehow it survived this explosion of eggs erroneous but the, 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 the loader, loader didn't the loader took the brunt of it yeah, yeah. i guess so um and Ernest is back up there trying to fix that sign and tying himself off but he doesn't tie himself off at all and also you pointed out his ladder's upside down you can see the little angle little, the leg the, 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 the feet, feet on it yeah so he has the ladder upside down. So, of course, he falls backward. And then the sign falls on top of him. And everybody just stands there and looks down like, oh, geez, Ernest. And then that's uh, that's it. Yeah. This huge <laughs> sign that probably would have crushed him. They're like, oh, Ernest. You fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So we get the credits. And then during the credits, there's a there's a little stinger scene. Fucking who knew that the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe was ripping off Ernest Goes to Camp (laughs) with these fucking credit scenes. But it's the cooks again, Chuck and Eddie. And Chuck's like, I finally, finally perfected eggs erroneous here. And he forces, forces some of it into Eddie's mouth. And all of a sudden, Eddie turns into like this lounge singer. He looks like fucking Cherry Poppin' Daddies or Richard Cheese or something. He's got the shitty jacket. Like, it didn't just change him. It changed his clothes. Yeah. And he's singing something over the, the credit song. Yeah, I don't it know fits. what he's singing. Yeah. And, uh, like, sings his way off screen. And then Cook just starts, like, shoveling a bunch of it into his mouth. Because I guess he wants to be a lounge singer, too. I don't know. But that's the end of it. I'm really confused. I don't understand that gag at all. But it maybe, maybe explains why we don't see Eddie again. Yeah, yeah, could be his. Maybe he turned into Richard Cheese, and that's where he is now. Yeah, had a very successful career parodying. And then, little known fact, at the end of that, the song that's playing, I think it's called Braveheart. I'm not sure who it's by, but uh, yeah, Mel Gibson was super upset that he stole that song because that was the one he had planned to use <laughs> for the ending credits of the movie Braveheart. Yeah, is that why that came so much later? Is because he had to get a new song. Yeah, had to adjust the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it, Jim Barney! <laughs> Had to wait till Jim was dead. <laughs> Which now I kind of wonder the real circumstances of Barney's death. Yeah. God damn that, oh. Mel Gibson. I knew I fucking hated that guy for a lot of reasons. So this oh, is just yeah, another yeah, one. Yeah, 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 just uh, probably not even the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> I can look past the anti-Semitism, but you killed Jim Barney. No. Um, all right, so that that does it for Ernest Goes to Camp. Let's uh, let's do the the ending bit. Have any final thoughts? Is is this rewatchable? Um, I think if you're listening to this, we pretty much recapped all the high points. <laughs> I think you'd probably go on with your life without having to rewatch it. I I hadn't watched it since I was probably like ten years old, and 
uh, it's lost a lot of the magic, I think, from the first watching. I thought it was a great movie, but apparently it's a rare movie. You can't find it anywhere. Yeah. So if you have a copy of it, go ahead and sell it and retire. <laughs> well, shit. Uh, yeah, I, I think that pretty much. I mean, I did actually have a good time watching it. Uh, there was stuff I didn't ever catch before. I didn't know what serpentine, serpentine meant as a kid. And then you put out, uh, what was the even flounders pick aside? Oh yeah, I said even flounders pick aside, <laughs> which I didn't even I didn't get that joke today. As a thirty nine year old man, you had to explain that to me. So uh, I guess there's still some of it in there, but that's not really enough to warrant suffering through Ernest Goes Cam. I how about uh, when you have kids? I would say. Watch it with them. Definitely watch it with them. There's a whole lot of shit your kids are going to be watching that's worse. So look forward to Ernest Goes to Camp in that regard. And to be fair, I enjoyed what I hadn't seen it so long, and I don't have the movie, and I couldn't find the movie, so I watched it with Nick before mm-hmm. before this. And it's fun when you're watching it with somebody pointing out the ridiculousness sure. of it. Talking, talking a bit of trash, like you do. Um, but overall, like uh, you're not just going to be scrolling along on Netflix and be like, oh, Ernest Goes to Camp, oh, fuck yeah, let's watch that. I don't. I don't think so. Unless we bring it back, this show becomes so popular that <laughs> comes storming back. There's a resurgence in earnest. Yeah. Uh. Well, only time will tell. I did see though that they're trying to raise money on the Kickstarter to make an earnest uh, uh, documentary about uh, Jim Varney. About Vin Jim Varney, huh? Yeah. I might actually watch that. Honestly, he seems like he'd be a pretty interesting dude. I'm sure he's got a story to tell. <laughs> good or not at least there's a story there i mean if he wasn't dead <laughs> God damn. uh all right that does it for us here today on the rewatch party if you like what you heard uh let us know we'd love to hear from you you can find us on twitter their watch party you can email us at the rewatch party at gmail.com uh join us next week as we follow Ernest into the city where he gets a job at a bank and Ernest goes to jail until then i'm nick with anthony and thanks for rewatching. Touchstone Pictures. Something shocking has happened to Ernest P. Warren. I'm magnetic! And now he's attracting trouble like never before. Are you alright? Just fine, thank you. He's attracting attention. I recommend the lobster. He's attracting danger. He's had a real hard day. He's attracting everything inside. Ernest goes to jail. Two thumbs up. Bafo. Know what I mean? Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Starts Friday.